broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. So I did it. I finally got rid of the old car, which, by the way, has had a few deer in the back of it, and got myself into a truck. The interesting thing about buying a new truck is everyone has an opinion. So I got the truck, and I'm no mechanic. I got it checked by a mechanic, and you know some of you will be rolling your eyes at that, I'm sure. But I did that, got it checked, did all the right stuff. And then, you know, you pull up somewhere and it's it's kind of a bit of a beast of a truck, well, I think it is, and people are, oh, yeah, big truck. <laughs> and then they go on to tell me a whole lot of things that's wrong with that particular make and model that they've heard. They've never owned one. They've just heard. Or they tell you, oh, yeah, big truck. <laughs> what are you compensating for there? <laughs> oh, all right. So this has been, it's been about eight weeks I've had this thing, and I'm still going through this as people that haven't seen me in the truck see me in the truck. Um, Loving it though. Love buying a new car. Haven't done it for ages. See, I'm one of these people that hoard vehicles. Well, not hoard them, I only had one. But I buy a car and it's with me for for 10 years, you know. Um, I drive it till it dies, and I feel like I've got value for money out of it. And people that know me will know that's kind of a thing that I do. I really do cane them, and I I look after them, and I get the best value for them. So when I sell it or drop it off or leave it somewhere because – well, I don't leave it somewhere, but take it to the wreckers because it's had it. I have definitely, definitely, definitely had my value for money out of that vehicle. The poor thing has been to hell and back with me. And uh, my old Toyota has gone, and I now have a brand new Ford. And and I am. I'm wrapped with it. Really nice car to drive. Uses a bit more gas than the old Toyota Caldina, but happy with it all the same. And uh, if you see me in it, wave. I know most of you won't, but, you know. It's been into the hills a couple of times, too. Already had a deer in the back. That's great. Um, trying to keep it clean and not having that dead deer smell. But anyway, this week's interview is by Skype, so I'm just going to push the call button on the Skype and see if it works. G'day, Stephen. Hey, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Good. Now, Dougie, you've been on the show before, so you kind of know the drill. But first of all, I will introduce you again. You're, you're a hunter, you're a writer, you're you're also uh, a co-editor of NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine, and you're a chick, and all of those things combined. Can you give me a little bit of background, first of all, about um, how's it going being a co-editor of NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine? Well, I'd like to take that t- title, but I'm part of the editorial team, which is a bit different to co-editors, oh, I'm sure. Look, look, uh, let's... I'm sure David Benfell would be a bit upset about that. And he <laughs> listens to the show. So, David, um, this is Dougie's new role, co-editor. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's great. We have a. Um, we've got a really. We've got a really cool team mm-hmm. at the magazine. Um, we're all super different, but I think what we share is that we're all really passionate about hunting and and getting new people into hunting. And um, there's quite a there's quite an interesting dynamic between all of us. Eh? We've got. Um, I think everybody's got a really good sense of humour. 
Yeah, and obviously uh, you may or may not have heard, and I, we can't talk about it completely on the show yet, but there's some announcements coming out around this show and NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine as well. Did you know about that? No. No. Uh, well, <laughs> if I, can't... I was the co-editor, I would know. Yeah, exactly, and, and this is, David, we need to do something about this. No, look, uh, that'll all become very clear in the coming weeks. Now, oh, awesome. Yeah, now, you've been up in the hills much? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Um, sort of not being too discouraged by winter but um but yeah i've been i've been out and been seeing some pure seeker on dockland lately so i'm kind of still riding on that high a little bit mm. um getting some really cool photos i got a new camera for myself um around easter sort of splashed out and got a new canon nice. um and uh yeah i've been really enjoying because i'm sure you realize this time of year is a little bit tricky with um uh, sort of hunting ethically like uh, all the all our girls are generally pregnant so they're kind of off the off the market for being shot um so it's mainly just spikers and stags but the stags are a little bit tired out from uh from a couple of good months of, um, <laughs> of, so they're kind of a bit tucked up but um makes for some really good opportunities for photos and i'm really chasing a pure seeker eh? like i remember last time we talked about having a bit of a race between the two of us to get a to get mm. a seeker, and I still haven't got one, eh? So awesome to be seeing them, though. Well, because bef- uh, there's a lot of red seeker crosses in, in Hawke's yeah. Bay. Yeah, uh, these are pure seekers. So, yeah. And interesting thing, I'm still in that race. I've been hunting, and I've I've actually got onto a couple of species I hadn't got onto before, and had had yeah. a really good time. But the the race is still on. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we'll get there. I mean, winter's a little bit tough, but we'll I think we'll both get there. Oh, I've got no Hopefully doubt, and and, <laughs> and like you, I've been spying them. I've uh, I've got Mark Clinch who appears on the show uh, from time to time, and uh, what Clinchy doesn't know about, or we actually we actually will call him Skitty, um, and you can ask him why we call him that. It sounds charming. Well, his name's Mark, and uh, anyway, uh, look. <laughs> Mark's has definitely put it in his to-do list to get me out and onto a pure seeker, seeker yeah. in the wild or on dock land. More important, yeah. importantly, and uh, and I'm not. And Mark's a guide as well, so he knows what he's talking about. And you've got to sure. use those people around you, don't you? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, seeker seeker is such a unique species. Um, I really enjoy. I mean, a little bit of a plug here, but I really enjoy um, articles from. Two of our writers, um, Jamie Fairburn is sort of a little bush hobbit. He's um, yep. he's sort of the seeker guru, but um, and he's he's got some great stories and a real good sense of humour. But also Cam Speedy, as I'm not sure if you, yep. heard. oh no, you guys you talked to him, eh? Actually, both of those people have been on the show from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Cam's got a real um, sort of mana around him, eh? Like he's got a real presence, um, and he's so encouraging and so honest, but. Man, that guy's got some knowledge, mm. um, and he's really good at writing sort of technical articles, but not technical at the same time. You know, you come away enjoying the read, but um, but you've actually learned quite a lot of stuff. So, and yeah, he's a real seeker god, eh? You just soak up information from people like that. If yeah, and and I talked, I've talked to Cam both on air and off air, and one thing I really like about him is his willingness to pass on knowledge. Oh. I know. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah, he's big on, he's big on teaching and he's just got a real, um, a really sort of almost sort of smooth manner of, of telling you something like he's not, he's not sort of in your face with teaching and he doesn't make you feel dumb. Like Mm. he's just, he just inspires you and makes you feel a bit more confident to get out and 
and shoot some deer. So that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, and so I've shot a couple of crosses. Yeah. Are you in that same sort of boat, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the, yeah, I, um, on my birthday on. last year, I shot a, um, a yeah, Seeker Red Spiker, which I was pretty stoked about. But they kind of come in, like, they sort of produce, or, or the places I've been anyway, they kind of end up being the wrong kind of cross that you would want, you know? Like, you'd think, how cool would it be to have a bit of red blood into having a bigger head, but still have a beautiful, small Seeker face and a small Seeker body, but... Where I'm sort of shooting off Taupo Road, they're um they're kind of the opposite. They end up having kind of a, a small sort of thin timber, but then a bigger body. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely seen that. Now, mm. now, the purpose of this interview is about an article that you wrote for the current issue of NZ Outdoor Hunting magazine. Yep. Uh, it's titled "What a Girl Wants." So, before yep. we go any further, what does a girl want? <laughs> Oh gosh, so many things. You'll never <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I'm not sure um, girls really know themselves, but um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of hunting, hmm, which um, is what this is all about, which is what this is about. Um, I mean, I, I I sort of came. I sort of wanted to to help out everybody in in the way of you know men that might have a woman that wants to go hunting and that might be a little bit frightening as a man because I mean most guys there's lots more guys hunting than there are girls and that is slowly changing but the reality is as a man that's been hunting you've probably been hunting with other men quite a few times and you know what to expect um so I've kind of gone into a bit of a how-to if you're a man that wants to take a woman out and things that you need to know about <laughs> or what to expect. Um, but then also from, from a woman's point of view as well, you know, if you're, if you're a chick and you're really keen to get into it, but you're not really sure how to start that, yeah. um, sort of talked about, about that. And then I had the luxury of actually interviewing um, three very different um, women who hunt and, um, and getting their point of view as well, which was quite interesting. We, a lot of, we, we agreed on a lot of things, but we also disagreed on a lot of things as well. So, yeah, it's quite a cool read, if I do say so myself. And look, not to ruin the article, because you really do need to go out and get this magazine and, and read it. Tell us a little bit, just a tiny bit, about each of those those three women that you interviewed for or for what is a, what, a four-page, five-page article. Yeah, or four, five or six or something. Um, yeah, she uh, – well, so, so we've got three really different girls. Um, first one – uh, she's pretty much self-directed. Um, that's that's Amy. She's kind of taken it upon herself to get into her hunting. She hasn't really sort of had um, like a partner that's gotten her into it. Like she's always just been grown up in the outdoors with her family and her friends and she's gotten out and, and just sort of developed her um, sort of her identity as a, a woman that hunts. So yeah. she's, she's pretty cool. She's pretty gutsy, eh? Um, then we also had Tara, who she's she's gotten into hunting through her partner, which I think is probably quite um, typical for a lot of women in New Zealand. They might have a, a boyfriend or the husband that, that goes out hunting. Um, Tara's actually, actually got two kids as well, so she is basically a master in her trade of balancing everything. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. Um, and then lastly, um, Mel, who's... Just got married, congrats, Mel, um, to one of our writers as well. And Mel's a bow hunter. Um, and again, not to ruin it too much, but um, 
Mel just cracks me up how she went out hunting and um, her first kill, she sort of felt that it was almost too easy using a rifle. Right. So she's just stepped up the challenge one, you know, just that next sort of level by hunting with a bow. Um, and she's pretty committed to her bow hunting. She's super ethical hunter. You know, I'm sure she's watched plenty of animals walk away that haven't been in that perfect, you know, the, st- the stars haven't quite aligned for that perfect shot, and she's watched them walk away. But um, she's also shot a, a couple of really cool um, cool animals with her bow. So, yeah, three very different perspectives. And then I obviously ch- chipped in and gave my two cents as well. Hmm. I see here that you've got seven female celebrities you didn't know were hunters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. So just flick over to those. So quickly name those off for us because obviously that's a very small part of the article, but I was quite fascinated reading across it there. Um, So this is thanks to my editor (laughs) as well. I didn't didn't write this part. Um, So I knew about old Kate Middleton. um, She's done a little bit of deer hunting and stuff. I'm sure that's pretty challenging being someone that's so – in the limelight, you know. Mm. You, and she's Kate Middleton being the most famous woman on earth probably right now. <laughs> probably right now, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah Palin, who I that was that didn't really surprise me. <laughs> no, no, that, that yeah, <laughs> Sarah. Say no more. <laughs> um, as a Canadian gone Kiwi, yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. Um, what else do we have? Um, oh yeah. Oh, so we're going back old school. Yeah. Oh, obviously. I mean, Katniss Everdeen. Seriously. Who? Sorry. But well, the the person who plays Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games. Oh righto. How awesome would that be if you were a bow retailer when that movie came out or those movies came out? You'd just be rubbing your hands together. Yeah, I, I'm actually feeling a little bit awkward because I've never seen the Hunger Games. Oh, can I? T- I don't, don't want to like deviate too much but a funny story about the hunger Games. so i'd never heard of the books or anything like this um yeah never heard of it at all when i was on my basic training for the army um we had a gap one night where we had like an hour or something or maybe two hours of just nothing planned and we had apparently we behaved to a okay sort of level so we all got chucked in like 130 of us get chucked into this hall and they put a movie on but we'd been there for like probably four months or something. So not really, you know, watching the news or what what's coming out in the movies or anything like this. And they put Hunger, the Hunger Games on. So with no context and no <laughs> no sort of introduction, we watched half of it. Right. Which was probably one of the most bizarre experiences <laughs> of my life. It was like, what the heck was that? Like no one knew what that was. It didn't have any sort of, it was probably a pirated version, so it didn't really have any like introduction. Like we just got immersed in this bizarre storyline, and then only half of it, and it was cut. And then we went off and did something else, and never really learned about it. And then I, then when I sort of got back into normal life, maybe three or four months later, I was like, "Oh, that's the Hunger Games, right?" I thought we were just getting brainwashed with some really messed up movie. I, I think I'm probably going to have to do it. Yeah, yeah, just read the Wikipedia page. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, because it's definitely, and I'm into, I'm a movie geek by by miles. Although I'm not good at remembering celebrities' names, I've got a real issue with that for some reason. But yeah, I haven't got into Hunger Games. Star Wars, awesome. (laughs) Not a lot of bows in Star Wars. Yeah, but imagine if we could hunt with lightsabers. Just saying. 
<laughs> Bag hunting with lightsabers. <laughs> probably yeah. singe them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole new level, eh? <laughs> oh, imagine Mountain Safety Council safety. Uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, uh, Mrs. McKee from from the Mountain Safety Council right now is just cringing at our conversation, isn't she? <laughs> Love you, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and she's another listener to the show, so you know, big shout outs and all that today. She, we kind of have a, we sort of have like a mutual, um, like I'm a fan of hers and she's a fan of mine, so. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure Nicole is even a fan of mine. I know she just, I think she listens in case we talk about her. <laughs> I'm sure she is. <laughs> She's going to email me and say. <laughs> but anyway, so outside of wanting to hunt with lightsabers, and my big, that's my big secret that's out now. I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel exposed and weird about people knowing that. Look, the, the article, so you, you've talked about it being a how-to for both men and women. Yeah. Um, so what, give us a little bit of advice for men that want to, well, first of all, men that want to take their women or women that want to ask men. Uh, does that make sense? You know, there, there's, cause there's two elements to that, isn't there? Yeah. And I mean, that's why I've kind of broken it down for the men and for the ladies, you know, like, um, I think, I mean, the main, the main point is that it, it is a two-sided thing, you know, like, for me, um, I find that with some with some of my friends, um, some of my male friends, because I've not actually ever hunted with another girl before, just off the top of my head, I don't think I've ever done that. Um, but with my with some of my friends, you know, they kind of assume things. So it it is big about communication, you know. It, it's about me telling them what I want to do or what I don't want to do, which isn't really a whole lot, like. In terms of gutting and, you know, sort of messy, yucky things, I think a lot of guys assume that women don't want to do that. Yeah. But the reality is, and I mean, my article is just sort of talking from a novice perspective. The reality is you're not going to get good at something until you keep doing it yourself. Mm. So you'll kind of never graduate from hunting with other people if they are always doing that that part of the process for you you know like hunting isn't about squeezing the trigger like that's shooting hunting's the whole package and if if you've never you know if you've been going if you've gone along and and you know a man's maybe trying to be a gentleman by carrying your rifle for you or something like that and you know and and then you get to the place and then you then you get in position you shoot the animal and then you know your your man friend goes and guts it and carries it out for you like that's that's not hunting. And I think the main points that I'm talking about is that women actually do want to hunt. Like we do want to do that stuff and we're not going to get better unless we practice that. So you'll never get stronger by someone else carrying your pack for you. So what you're saying is you're quite happy to, and then you're sure most women hunters are get up to your elbows and guts. Pretty much as that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I mean, and I'm guilty of it myself that I don't, and I consider myself to be a pretty confident and assertive person, and sometimes I won't actually speak up and say, hey, can we, can I do that, you know, like, mm. and and one of the points that I brought up is that um, there's kind of the excuse of time, like, evening hunts, you're going to shoot something when it's just on dark, you know, so or getting to that point and um and you want to get out safely afterwards 
so it makes sense for the quickest person to do the dirty work kind of thing but I mean at the end of the day what is it really the end of the world if if it's dark when you're doing it with your head torch on like it kind of isn't you know it might take a little bit longer but those are really valuable times that you can help a novice out and get them to do it and and you know put some onus on them and make them feel good that they've done that job even if it takes 10 minutes longer or half an hour longer or whatever like who cares you're out there to have a good time and you're out there to teach someone so yeah just get into it and stop making the excuse (laughs) of oh it's dark or we're gonna get home late like you're hunting of course you're gonna get home late and just one more point I want to cover is you, you've made a really a, a good, one of the paragraphs here is titled "Women Beginners Are Just Like Any Other Beginners," and I think you're completely right, exactly. aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> and and you you are right. I mean, you take any beginner out and you go through the process of uh, of safety and and the interesting thing is is I, I wonder I've only ever taught other boys to hunt. Yeah. Right. And I don't think I would treat a female any different. Yeah. I don't think. That's a good start, but it is different when you've got someone in front of you. That's you right, know? yeah. And I'm just asking that. That's what I don't think. Or in, in principle, I wouldn't, but I, I haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that can be quite that can be quite scary. And, and even someone, you know, if you do <laughs> the – if you've got the double whammy of you don't know this female very well to start with – and the fact that she's a little bit different to your boyfriends, you know, like it's, um, it's <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's, it's not Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, yeah, like it can be a bit scary. And I mean, that's what I've kind of gone into is I've mm. given a, a few little points about, um, about, you know, main, main points of what you can consciously do to help that interaction and to help that, that sort of instruction yeah okay now if the, obviously that's in this month's or uh, nz outdoor hunting magazine is a bi-monthly magazine so it's in the current yep. issue of nz outdoor hunting magazine and if you're listening yep. to this in archive you can buy those older issues i think online can't you yeah yeah if you just email us through yep yeah buy an old now the, the the other thing that i've been coached to talk about and i want your opinion on this and <laughs> Yes. I've been very careful about whether I say anything or not, and I have been approached by a few media outlets to, to say something and haven't, and that is about Cecil the Lion. Yes. It's a hot topic, and it's <laughs> it's reflecting on all hunters currently. I don't want to delve yeah. into this for the next hour, but w- yeah. where are you at with it? Because I'm still, I'm still finding it too hard to wade through the bullshit, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in the same sort of boat as you. Um, and th- this whole thing, I mean, totally honestly, I haven't really read any articles about it because of exactly what you said. You know, it's there's a lot of bullshit to wade through, and and you know, everyone on the internet is right. So you know, like, and <laughs> I've right. got I've got other things to do. You know, I've got I've got seeker deer to chase, so I'm not gonna immerse myself too much in this. But um. It's a real, it's a huge um, sort of flashback for me about our friend over in the States, Melissa Backman, mm. um, which was about a, oh, maybe a year and a half or two years ago or something. She she shot a lion in a game park in South Africa. And um, maybe I got my point across last time in, in a good way because I, I haven't actually had anybody approach me asking me about it. Um, 
this time around. But when when that happened, when Melissa shot shot a lion, I'm sure it didn't have a name. Um, well, maybe it did have a name. I don't know. Well, it, but, uh, it might have had a name. Dang, the media missed out then. They should have named it. Yeah. Um, I had quite a lot of people approaching me asking, you know, what do you think of this? And, and at the time, um, there was that extra added issue of the fact that she was a woman mm. that had done it. Um, and... Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really um, read into it either. I was kind of, you know, that's not something that I would do. But I think, I think a lot of the reactions for both of these particular cases come from ignorance. And how much fun is it to jump on a bandwagon? You know, like, yeah. and there's a lot of that. And I'm seeing a lot of my my sort of friends and and mentors that are hunters that are kind of going quite hard out with some um, posting articles on their Facebook and things like that. And, um, and, you know, they're getting slammed by their friends, but they're also getting encouraged by their other friends. But yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the only people who know the real story were the ones that were there. Yeah. The the best response I've had, and it, it came up after, over, over a couple of beers with some mates and mm. they all wanted my opinion. And I was, again, I didn't really have one yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. And one of the guys just said, ah, oh, he's a dentist, typical. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but I thought it was fantastic. So, dentists out there, sorry if we've just offended you, but I'd like to know why he said that. Yeah. Is there anything wow. going on it's in the dentist fraternity I don't know about? Dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to know what's happened. What's happened to this guy? I think there's been some issues with him and a dentist. I... Yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole can of worms. Oh, I know, I know. So, poor old dentists are getting... So, actually, that's great. So not only are <laughs> hunters, hunters, it's dentists getting the blame. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm actually maybe that's the campaign we could run. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's try and divert the attention away from hunters yes. and and right onto dentists. Boom. Yeah, oh, that's great. Okay, well if anyone does ask me from now, say, <laughs> well, he's yeah. a dentist. So what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dentist. And I'll weird. just leave it. Yeah. There. Yeah. Did you hear about Cecil? Yeah, dentist. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, no surprises there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that that's okay. That's gonna that could be my official response, actually. Yeah. Do it. Oh, I probably won't. I'm probably gonna just. I'm gonna sit on the fence. Yeah. I mean, I and until yeah. I know exactly, I, I, I don't I'm, think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. I think more people need to sit on the fence with with things. That's not about not having the guts to do that, but it's about. I mean, yeah, for years I didn't vote because I wasn't Oh, I really? Like I really? wasn't I felt like I wasn't informed. I do now, but mm. I was I felt like I wasn't informed enough. Yeah. Um and I didn't want to make a decision based on, you know, just some flashy bullshit basically. <laughs> and I I think that's okay. I think I think that's okay and like I think you saying, you know, I'm not I don't really know. Um that's an okay opinion to have. It's better yeah. than saying, "Oh, I've read this one article, so now I'm going to go burn down the house of every dentist <laughs> yeah damn you dentist yeah. look i and i have read a lot of the articles and yeah. there's some really conflicting information out there and that's what's yeah. getting to me so until i can make an informed decision and construct an opinion around that um yeah i really don't have one yeah i think that's being quite mature and a lot of people are lacking that around <laughs> issues like that <laughs> fair call cool. look so what we'll do is, how about we, we, you and I will 
get together um, and do another interview in a few months' time. So we'll make this a bit of a regular thing and see how you're going. Great. Um, and and yeah, let's just do this again because it's you've been a fantastic spring is interview. Coming. Yeah, and and there's coming. some good it's spring exciting. hunting, eh? Yeah, I know. So exciting. And, I think um, I'm having venison for dinner tonight, actually. Same. Like most most nights, most days of my life involve venison in some form. And my dog ate um, ate some goat tonight. Oh, here's a little. Um, this is a little bit random, but I learned some stuff. I learned some stuff recently that you know, um, you know, like genus name. So like, uh, like horse horses are equine, mm. cows are bovine. Yeah. Do you know what deer are? Deer vine. <laughs> Close. <laughs> no, I don't. There's are servine, which I did know, but I just learned because I've been shooting a lot of goats lately, and my dog eats eats goat pretty much. Oh, servine. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. Goats are caprine, like Capricorn. Oh shit! See, I didn't know that. Now you do. So, now does everyone else? Cool, eh? Caprine. You need to know these things when you're a writer and you get bored of um, writing deer like in your article 10 million times over so we need to look at different <laughs> names of what to call them <laughs> so yeah. that's why i looked up servine i i really like as a radio person i really like trying to expand my vocabulary yeah but you've got to make sure you don't take it to a point where people are, are not able to interpret what you say yeah and, sure. and it's it's not about necessarily i think that's just called being a jerk <laughs> yeah <laughs> Big words. Yeah, and I don't want to use them in the wrong place and all that kind of stuff. So I try and sort of do a new word here and there or a word yeah. that kind of has is a bit more descriptive, you know, to encourage that yeah. theatre of the mind stuff. But, yeah, yeah it, it always comes down to you've got to – it's not the lowest common denominator. It's actually the best way for people to understand what you're saying. So, yeah. But writing's a bit different, eh? You can sort of afford to put those words in and then people can see them in contents and, you know. Yeah, and they'll know, they'll know what it means because I've, you know – and that's the same. I've actually had um, I had a little bit of an uproar about this um, when I first started writing. That, as I I think a bit of a, a a bit of a leftover army habit was that like rifle is the same thing. Like, you know, we need to think of of other words for rifle. Well, I, I, personally, I think I need to because it's like, well, it's kind of boring if I say rifle ten million times. So I'll quite often call it by its brand. I, I don't really call them guns because that's kind of another thing, you know. It's not it's not actually a gun; it is a rifle. But um, is it though? It's a gun. You well, not really by definition. Like a gun doesn't have rifling. But does a rifle is a rifle a gun and, and a gun not a rifle? Maybe sometimes I do do that, but I try and steer away from it. So I, I like um, I, I like sort of like cannon. I say that a lot. Yeah, um, cannon. Just. Um, but weapon. Weapon? I quite often oh. say weapon, and at the start, I got a lot of flack for that. Yeah, I don't know about saying weapon, aim. Eh? It is. It absolutely bloody oath it is. I get it. But you know, but I'm sure you can see where I'm coming from. Like that kind of, like that kind of alludes to people being harmed, doesn't it? I mean, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in any Clearly, way. It's yeah. a weapon. That's something. That's what it was made mm. for. And um, and it's definitely a weapon against my game, which doesn't happen to be human. But some people get quite offended by calling it that, eh? And look, we're probably going to get some emails about that little bit of conversation there. <laughs> no, you are going to get some emails <laughs> about that conversation. So Dougie's email address is... No, no, I won't. <laughs> 
I get some really good emails, actually. I got an email a couple of days ago from Texas, uh, uh, yeah. of all places. Good on you, Texas. Um, I, actually, while we talk, I'm going to find that guy's name because I always like getting overseas emails. And yeah. I always like it when they send me articles. So, guys, uh, please f- feel free to send me articles. I do read them. Um, it's not all in vain. Where is it? Messages. He sent it to my Facebook, which is nice and easy. And his name was Mark. So good on you, Mark. Thank you, Mark from Texas. Uh, thank you very much for sending me emails because it's great. Do you get many? Do you get much feedback? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Um, and through my Facebook as well, which um, quite a lot of people say, oh, sorry to bother you, but please don't feel that way, people that are listening. I love talking about hunting and I love, um, you know, I love hearing about about your stuff. I'll see if I can do the same sort of thing. I had a chap that um, that sent me a message today who said that he really enjoyed the um, the article about women hunting hmm. and he took his little woman out hunting, his little daughter, and um, she got her first pig uh, yesterday, I think it was. Right. I'm just trying to look up his name. So how cool is that? You know, like I love stories like that. So I'm really into um, – I'm into people actually sending me stuff. And if you've got questions, please ask them. But don't ask me about what what rifle to buy as your first rifle. That's like the worst question ever. Mm. So tough. Um, I'm just trying to pull up this. I think his name's Richard. But, um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely send me stuff because I like that. I'm sure you do as well. Mm. Yeah, oh, no, I love getting emails. And most of, them are, most of them are okay. Get the old one that's a bit like, you go, oh, yeah, what a dick. And, uh, you know, they're, they're often people that don't listen to the show. That's the interesting thing. The, the good emails are from people that listen to the show and the ones yeah. that are just clearly anti-hunting or, or have some opinion they want to get across. You can, you can tell by the tone and what they say in their email. They've never listened to the show. Yeah, that sucks, eh? And that's what we're talking again about, the whole ignorance thing. Mm. Well, I think just uh, being what I am, I think we're just a, I'm a lightning rod quite often for that kind of stuff and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Bring it on. I haven't. I haven't really had much, um, much sort of bad, bad press lately. I don't think. I mean, fingers crossed. But no. Um. I. The only. Yeah. I only really get people on my Instagram. Um. Right. But I think that's just people troll. I mean, that's an easy way to find people to, to um, to make fun of because you can just look up hashtag hunting and then just go abuse everyone who's, put up a post like that. I guess. But I don't really. I don't really get it much on my on my facebook hey which is maybe i'm just not as popular as you Stephen. well <laughs> i don't I, well i don't know but i I tell you what i, I want to start a new hashtag okay oh this is a dangerous game <laughs> yeah. instead of hashtag hunting and i use it you know as much as the next guy hashtag just, look, just, just before you say it write it down and look at it and make sure that it doesn't actually spell something else weird <laughs> I'm a terrible speller, so it's going to not. This is not going to work out for me. Hang on. Hashtag. Just, no, no, just remember. Just remember. Um, was it Susan Boyle that did something? Oh, what did she do? No, well, Google it. Everyone who <laughs> <laughs> just Google, just Google Susan Boyle hashtag fail. Ooh. Okay. No, no. I hashtag provider. Okay. Because that's what we are, aren't we? As hunters, we're providers. Well, a lot of the dudes over in the states there are into the harvesting. Yeah, they will harvest their meat. Yeah, I don't know about harvesting. 
We don't really say that over here, no, though, I guess. provider. I think hunters as providers. And that's, you know, I, I bring meat to my table, and and I want that to be kind of the focus, you know. So providers. Yeah. We're not just hunters. We're providers. Yeah. So cool. next hashtag you do, hashtag providers, because oh. I need your help with this, because I'm not on Instagram. I'll do it. I actually just, how geeky is this? I actually just um, did a selfie, took a selfie, and put it up on Instagram about um, – of my little setup here doing an interview with you. So I'll add that. I'll add hashtag provider to it. Yeah. And see, <laughs> I want it to take <laughs> off. This is the next big thing. Awesome. I, 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 yeah. And look, I completely plagiarize that. I've seen um, the word provider around hunting somewhere else, but not as a hashtag. They, you know, putting that funny little thing in front of it was my idea. I can take <laughs> Just own it. Um, Just I, own <laughs> even if I didn't come up with it, I own it. No. Uh, okay let's do it hashtag provider guys if you listen to the show let's start doing it hashtag provider see if it takes off uh it probably won't it's probably going to fail but i'm i'm cool with that we started it oh we i'm getting lumped into it now too cool bloody oath yeah look if it it fails it's your fault (laughs) you and your instagram the first hashtags that have come up are of the holy bible so okay let's not start that conversation right Um, if, if you actually want, uh, I will. I'll, I might let Seth Andrews know that. And if you don't know who that is, you don't need to look it up. Um, okay. Another podcaster who very well known. Thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure. We're going to sign off with you still on the phone. How about you do my sign off? Do you know what it is? Don't oh, don't say it. No, oh. I don't know. What do you want me to say? So you must remember it. So do you think you can? You, you've got it under control. Yeah, I've got it. You've got it. Okay, so. Guys, you <laughs> yeah. Remember, you can win that great twelve-month subscription to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine if you like us, if you're friends with us, if you share our posts. Uh, actually, if you're just active, it all goes into our neat little thing, and those metrics spit out the other side and tell us whether you are one of our great winners, and get your photo on the fan of the month at the top of our Facebook page, Dougie. Because you've been a great interview for the first time in hunting show history, I'm going to let you sign off. <laughs> awesome. Good hunting. Podcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.